Welcome to Shujin Academy VGM Club. I'm Professor Tom, your faculty sponsor. This is my third entry into the Masters of VGM series, where all your favorite VGM podcasters are spending June, and in my case, probably at least part of July, doing episodes devoted to our four favorite video game composers. For this one, we'll be looking at the career of Yoko Shimomura. While my first two composers in this series were inescapably intertwined with some very large franchises, Shimomura has spent most of her career moving back and forth between games. The only major franchise where she's the marquee composer is Kingdom Hearts, although she's done some very important work for another franchise that we'll get to shortly. The opening track for this episode is Dearly Beloved from Kingdom Hearts, and Shimomura has stated that this is a favorite of her compositions. It's pretty, it's calm, and it's just a little bit sad, which is a good match for the bittersweet tone of the original Kingdom Hearts game. Shimomura studied piano in college, and after she graduated in 1988, she decided to pursue her love of gaming and took a job working for Capcom, where she was assigned to do a handful of console titles and some very important arcade games. For our first block, we'll check out her early work there. Her first two credited games are the NES titles Samurai Sword and Codename Viper. We didn't get Samurai Sword here in North America, but we did get Codename Viper. It's a platform shooter that has a lot in common with Namco's arcade classic Rolling Thunder. I'll start us off by playing the Password theme, which is a fun ditty that's a lot better than a Password theme ought to be. After that, I'll play Bay Area from the original arcade version of Final Fight. While Shimomura worked on a few other arcade games, Final Fight is the second most iconic arcade title she worked on, and these Masters of VGM episodes are Greatest Hits compilations, so that's why this gets the nod over her work on King of Dragons or Varth Operation Thunderbolt. Now, I just said Final Fight was the second most iconic arcade game that Shimomura worked on, so let's talk about the most iconic arcade game in her discography. Honestly, it's the most important soundtrack Shimomura created during her time at Capcom. It's for Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 is one of the most important arcade games ever made. I'd call it the single most important arcade game made after the crash of 1984. It revitalized the arcade industry during the 90s and led to a massive boom in the fighting game genre. I cannot overemphasize how important this game is, and Shimomura's soundtrack is a vital piece of the experience. Each song is unique and helps develop the game's international cast. Her themes are still considered the definitive musical take for the original World Warriors. I'm going to play Ryu's theme and Guile's theme, both from the original arcade release of the game. Let's go! <laughs> Thank you. 
1993, Yoko Shimomura left Capcom because she wanted to contribute to some fantasy role-playing games, and she took a job at Square. This put her at Square in the middle of that studio's golden age, where they were putting out classic JRPGs multiple times a year. Interestingly enough, Shimomura only worked on four SNES games. She contributed a single song to the Breath of Fire soundtrack before she left Capcom. It's called Trade City, and we'll hear it as the start of our next block of songs. Of her three Squaresoft-era SNES soundtracks, every one of them is a home run. She did the entirety of the soundtrack for Live a Live, a game that was not originally released in North America, although we are going to get Live a Live's remake for the Nintendo Switch here in July, which is definitely something to look forward to. From this soundtrack, I'll be playing Under the Fake and then Wait for Truth. Shimomura also worked on the soundtrack for Front Mission along with Noriko Matsueda. I really like this soundtrack, and I really like Front Mission, and these songs are fairly short, and so I'm going to play a whopping five tracks from this game. Canyon Crow is the first one we'll play, then Setting Up, followed by Coaxial Town, then Field Hospital, and the last song we'll hear from this game is Arena. While Live a Live and Front Mission both have great soundtracks, Shimomura's best-known SNES soundtrack is definitely Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. This collaboration between Nintendo and Square is one of the gems of the late-era SNES, and it's a spiritual predecessor to both the Paper Mario series and the Mario & Luigi series. She did a great job of integrating the Mario series' musical themes into this soundtrack, and there's even a couple of songs in this game that borrow from Nobuo Oimatsu's Final Fantasy work. Someday on another episode, I'll play a couple of those songs, but for this episode, let's stick to Shimomura's wholly original work. For the last two songs in this block, I'll be playing Barrel Volcano and The Road is Full of Dangers.
As gaming moved into the 32-bit generation, console sound capabilities got a lot more robust, and it was here that Yoko Shimomura's classical training as a pianist and composer really started to shine. She composed two complete soundtracks for the original PlayStation, for two games that are very different, Legend of Mana and Parasite Eve. Legend of Mana is the fourth game in the Seiken Densetsu series, known here in North America as the Mana series. Like a lot of JRPGs, Legend of Mana uses a fantasy setting, and for this soundtrack, Shimomura used a traditional JRPG composition style, blending folk and classical sounds, which is a stark contrast to the experimental style used by Hiroki Kikuda on the previous two games in the series. The neat thing about moving from cartridges to CDs is that composers got to start really expanding and composing vocal tracks for games, and both of Shimomura's PlayStation soundtracks have outstanding vocal songs. For Legend of Mana, I'm going to play Song of Mana, the hopeful upbeat opening theme, with vocals from Annika Lungenberg, and then I'll play the game's significantly more ominous title theme. Parasite Eve was an interesting departure for Square. Unlike most of their games at the time, it's set in the real world, in New York City, and it features realistic characters instead of something cartoonish and anime-inspired. I don't have any confirmation about this, but Parasite Eve's real-world setting and police officer protagonist give me the impression that several elements of it were borrowed from an early concept for Final Fantasy VII, which was at one point a detective story set in New York. The soundtrack for this game is very modern, and often feels cold and unemotional, which works well for a game set in the present day that includes gameplay elements of survival horror. From this game, I'll play Missing Perspective, which is an instrumental track that has an otherworldly feel, and then we'll hear Somnia Memorias, a wonderful track with vocals from Shawnee Rigsby. This may actually be my favorite vocal track of the PlayStation era. Enjoy the music!
This episode of Shujin Academy VGM Club is brought to you by Gummy Ship Cruise Lines. An exciting Gummy Ship Cruise is the most luxurious way to travel between worlds. Experience the best in entertainment and shopping on board, and if you're interested in fine dining, just bite off a hunk of the ship. Take a Gummy Ship Cruise today. Journeys to other worlds are departing near you. Now, back to the show. Although I've covered a lot of games so far in this episode, if someone asked me, Professor Tom, who is Yoko Shimomura? My answer would immediately be, she wrote the music for Kingdom Hearts. Back when the first Kingdom Hearts game was announced, I was just like everyone else. I thought the pairing of Disney and Final Fantasy was crazy, but I wanted the most unexpected mashup since Archie met the Punisher to work out. And despite plotting from Tetsuya Nomura that could be described as labyrinthine at best and schizophrenic at worst, it's turned into a huge franchise for Disney and Square and sold a lot of copies. Shimomura's work on Kingdom Hearts is her best-known stuff. The only other thing she's done that even comes close to similar mainstream recognition is her work on Street Fighter 2, and Street Fighter's cast is so large with so many different contributors that there's no one single composer that really owns all of Street Fighter's sound the way that Shimomura owns Kingdom Hearts. Musically, Kingdom Hearts belongs completely to her. The way her original compositions stand alongside rearrangements of classic Disney songs is perfect. For this block, I'll play three songs from the original Kingdom Hearts, followed by two songs from Kingdom Hearts 2, and then I'll play some other songs. From Kingdom Hearts, I'll start with Destiny Islands, the theme of that game's idyllic opening area where protagonist Sora has spent his childhood. I'll follow that up with Traverse Town, the theme of the game's first world, and I'll also play Hand in Hand, one of the game's exciting combat themes. For Kingdom Hearts 2, I'll play Scherzo de Nate which is another combat theme. I like the contrast between this song and Hand in Hand from the original game. While Hand in Hand sounds like adventurous fun play fighting, Scherzo de Nate carries a palpable sense of danger, which fits with the more mature themes of Kingdom Hearts 2. I'll also play A Walk in on Dante, which is a more laid-back song. After finishing the first Kingdom Hearts soundtrack, Yoko Shimomura left Square to go on maternity leave and became a freelancer. She's continued to work on the Kingdom Hearts games, but she's also done work on Nintendo's Mario & Luigi series, which is a spiritual successor to Super Mario RPG. There are a lot of very strong tracks in these games, although they're often overlooked because all the games in this series have been for portable systems. I'll play the very perky main title from Mario & Luigi Partners in Time, and I'll follow that with Dr. Toadley from Mario & Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story. Shimomura was also the lead composer for a small, micro-budget indie game you may have heard of. It's named Final Fantasy XV, and when I said micro-budget indie game, I actually meant mega-budget AAA franchise entry. I'd be remiss in compiling this career retrospective if I didn't play something from a game that big, so for the penultimate song in this block, I'll play the sweeping, operatic Omnis Lacrima, an epic song from FF15. And lastly... Sometimes I hear songs that are so strong, so good, that I have to play them on this show. I was checking out the Xenoblade Chronicles soundtrack while I was working on some other things, and the first few notes of the main theme started up, and I just had to stop what I was doing and focus on the entire song. It's absolutely incredible, and it's a perfect encapsulation of Shimomura's strengths as a composer. I'll finish the block out with this amazing track. Here's the music.
that's the show. If you want to reach me, you can email me at shujinacademyvgmclub at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at shujinvgmclub and on Instagram at shujinacademyvgmclub. Please leave me a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're finding this episode. Special thanks to Bedroth of the Very Good Music Podcast and everyone else who's set up the Masters of VGM Project and all the podcasters who are participating. You can follow the project's Twitter account at Masters of VGM or visit their website at mastersofvgm.com to see all the participating podcasts and episodes released to date. Special thanks also goes out to Jameson of Bar Silence Podcast for contributing art for this episode. You can and should find Bar Silence Podcast wherever you download podcasts, and you can find him on Twitter at Bar Silence VGM. I've got one more song for this episode, Shiva from Streets of Rage 4. The soundtrack for this game is mostly from French composer Olivier de Rivere, but a handful of other composers contributed songs as well. Shiva is Yoko Shimomura's contribution. Not only is this a great boss track, but it also dovetails very nicely into our next episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Professor Tom, and I'll see you next time on Shujin Academy VGM Club.